When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. I'm not the kind of girl who's going to post this. I'll be like, it's time. I'm not doing that. I don't want the pressure of like, wow, she said it was time seven hours ago. Why hasn't she put, like, I don't want that pressure. And Liz. Wait until is toxic and we need to stop. Just wait until the baby comes. Wait until you have another kid. Just because I can be tired when my baby comes does not mean I'm not tired now. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz and the baby still in my belly. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's actually Friday when we're recording. Maybe I have a baby. I'm just trying to create the illusion that we... Maybe I have a baby. The fact that like as women, I'm expected to just go about my day and wait to... It's just like, I feel like if... Like the fact that I just don't like get checked into a hotel and like get like pampered. It's just like, hey, get the dishes done. It's like, what? What? So weird. Your life does not stop. And no. And like, I know like there's no there's no other thing I'd rather do than this. But it is crazy when you think like you just give birth like a yeah equivalent to to a major surgery or some people. In fact, a major surgery. You never know. And like if you got your tonsils out, they'd be like, hey, make sure you get a lot of rest. And they're like, okay, so here's the thing. We're going to come in every two hours. Okay. We're going to press on your stomach. We're going to put something on your boobs and we're going to be back every two hours. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Wow. Really can't wait to get there. Yeah. But it's crazy because, I mean, to a certain point, like you, you posted your milk, uh, uh, the milk that you bought at the grocery store and the expiration date, like you will have a baby before that date. So like, we don't know when it's going to be, but like. We know for a fact that it won't be any later than this date. Yeah, I do have an induction date scheduled, but I'm keeping it a secret um, because mm-hmm. I just like I'm, I'm not like I really eat to each their own. I'm not the kind of girl who's going to post this. I'll be like, it's time. I'm not doing that. What do you mean? Like, I'm not you guys won't people won't know until after I have the baby. Oh, OK. I yeah. just like I don't want the pressure of like, wow, she said it was time seven hours ago. Why hasn't she put like I don't want that pressure. Right, right, right. And like if you don't think I have like pre-recorded content that like I'll be uploading that day to throw you all off. <laughs> Do you have pre-recorded content? Because I was trying to create a schedule for you on how when we should post our reels, and it was supposed to take us through February. And no, no, I just mean like a little like story done. set. Oh, okay. Like I got a little like story set. Do you have that done, or do you still have to do that? No, I still have to do that. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna throw you off the trail. You'll never know until you see. Yeah, I'm gonna get such FOMO. I feel like. I mean, I can't believe like how much time you have left. <laughs> I know. And it's like gives me brain damage to be like, hey, remember that one time where we went out to dinner at the golf course that one night? No, remember my bachelorette party when you were like eight weeks pregnant? And that it? feels like five ever ago. I know. Anyway, very soon. So excited to meet baby Stumpy. Okay. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. I'm excited to be here, first of all. Um, uh, we have a pretty star-studded episode. We're like just like two girls who have guests now. And, and mm-hmm. we brought on Zach Shevska from Car Edge and Zach is 
how would you just like he's he knows he's a data guy total data guy so like him and his dad i mean he kind of describes more about his business but him and his dad started this business together they've been doing it for a few years now and they um really just like they're trying to help with car buying but the way that i feel like they do so is by looking at trends and looking at data yeah and interpreting it that for you so like you can kind of like know what to look at no it's very helpful and like yeah it's very helpful and we talk about the tesla price drop we talk about carvana we talk about like what to expect in today's market so if you're car shopping definitely stay tuned till industry news because it is it's a good one it's a good one Mm -hmm. but before we get to um you know the that let's do some mindless things okay perfect um do you have a millennial word i do have a millennial word so we never run out it is time for the millennial word of the day where we learn gen z slang so we can be less lame um and today's word i also collected from the wedding i was at um from the 15 year old you made it work i every time i see these these kids i say you have to tell me everything and so this one i tried to find a (laughs) urban dictionary version of it it's not really out there so and i didn't write down her exact definition so i'm just kind of going off of memory but the i think we can figure it out the term is jump scare oh my gosh jump scare no idea well you know what a jump scare is no like when you jump out and scare someone no a jump scare is like in a movie where like something jumps out of you and it's and it scares you i mean like yes like traditionally it's in media so it's in like a movie and so that's considered a jump scare. So in Gen Z slang, I think it's just when something's like really shocking. Jump scare. It's like jump scare. I think. I really should. I She described it to me and I was like, that makes perfect sense. I won't forget this. I don't need to write it down. And so I didn't. Um, and so that's my best interpretation. Well, no, and I think a lot of it's just hearing the word i think we can only prepare people for re- for real world scenarios so much like yeah. a, the better service i want to provide is it's like here's what they said if you hear it it means something i'm not expecting us to be oh yeah experts on the word correct Ugh. we're just doing our best jump scare jump scare so that's well i think i'm gonna it. also not like every episode because i can't think of them but i think i'm gonna bring an idiom of the of for you <sighs> because the way that you well, dad gave us an idiom I, that's the one i'm gonna use oh, okay Okay, stop stealing my thunder. Okay, sorry. And if you don't know what an idiom is, Elizabeth, something I didn't know about her until... It's funny because we talk all the time and I can't believe... We're now 28 years into your life and I just realized this about you. She's never heard any of the most popular sayings I think it says less about me and more about you. So like Elizabeth doesn't know Rob Peter to pay Paul. She doesn't know two in the bush is worth one in the hand. She doesn't know pot calling the kettle black. She doesn't know half of one hand, six... Half... Six... Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You just don't know any of these. No. And I think I am in the majority. I think you are in the minority. So anyway, one that we learned last night from dad, because I really think I, I get him from dad a lot. And I think you get a, it from, from working at the dealership and talking. Well, to yes. And dad in the dealership talks differently than he talks outside of the dealership. Like he's very, you know what I mean? You have never once in my entire life mentioned any of these to me until we get on a podcast. So don't act like you're out here saying these things all the time because you're not no i i just no you, you no i agree you're turning it you're turning something on when we get on the podcast i think because <laughs> you do not speak like that sometimes uh well in the car business i would right and you're turning on your sales hat i know you want to like one of like the most car salesman things i've like the biggest line like everyone says in the oh, car gosh, business it's like what? the stupidest car sales like there's dad jokes and there's car salesman jokes what ask me what's up what's up taxes and blood pressure 
that's what <laughs> just taxes in my blood pressure that's what they always say yeah oh. hey kelly what's up I'm like just my blood pressure you really fit in you really <laughs> you were just a total chameleon and you just really i kind of was you really fit in i kind of was anyway today's idiom is still water runs deep yeah still water runs deep which means like something may look like it doesn't have a lot going on on the surface but it's got deep. a lot of depth like to a it. quiet person like the op like I am not. I'm the opposite. <laughs> Water yeah. runs deep. Yeah. But like, we you know that guy who's like always sitting and thinking. He doesn't say a lot, but what he says, he means. You're a Russian river runs shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Russian river runs shallow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is funny. I know one of the other favorite things that like, uh, it's, it's not really an idiom, but like a funny thing that people said, like that I've heard dad say. Uh-huh. I don't even think dad said it, but dad told us a joke one time and he'd be like, well, that guy's so dumb. Takes him two hours to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that is a funny one yeah man there are just so many gen Gen z take notes there are so many little uh it's such a such a car dealer thing what was that we were all in dad's office the other day it was you me dad and craig and craig had a customer and the customer wanted to go uh look at other cars oh yeah yeah, yeah. and so (laughs) dad's like i know what this is so this and he's kidding like i want to preface that like our dad is not like a no our dad is not like a used car dog. no 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 like no. he's kidding but he's like well you know craig and he just always said you know craig i always used to tell people so the, the story was people like liked this car but they told craig they wanted to look at another car yeah uh, um, no no and they had driven to st louis to see the car and then they're like but while we're here we want to go look at other cars and then and so then craig was like okay fair <laughs> and then you and dad <laughs> and then <laughs> different points of what you would have said in the moment yeah you know and then dad goes well you know craig i used to tell people hey folks when you find your keys do you really keep looking and it's like yeah they didn't find their key and they're that, not they're not their keys and then you said you know what i would have said craig <laughs> and then hey, I, you drove all the way to st louis you really want to keep spending your day looking at cars. i said you know there's a lot more to do in st louis than just look at cars i can give you some you can buy this one that I can, you guys can get about your day <laughs> but that's one thing i mean is i'm a good salesman mm-hmm. it was just funny to see like how craig handled the situation then how you and dad said you would have handled it but differently. let's recap they came back and bought that car because one obvious like obviously well and also if you find your car keys you don't need to keep looking for and like there was a lot to do in st louis that day and like they didn't need to keep car shopping like i used to tell people like so you guys want to go like meet another car salesman because let me tell you something you're not going to get as lucky as finding another gem like me oh my god i used to tell people that you want to go meet another salesperson no kelly was a good car salesperson i remember there was one time that uh dad was shopping with his like twin daughters and they were both getting a new car and so they like sat with you test drove with you and then they went to another dealership and then came back because they both wanted a car at the other dealership but the dad was like one of you is buying a car from kelly because they both because they liked you so much no and i i just made it like i genuinely made it fun like i'm sure yeah like we all care i mean it it was never like i never blame someone for like if you got a better deal elsewhere like you get a better deal elsewhere like obviously but like we're gonna have fun and like i'm gonna answer your phone call like i cared about my customers so much to the point where it was like Kelly, you have to like let go. Like it's not. Well, you certainly made car shopping and cars fun enough to make an entire business out of it. So I would believe that you did that. At we the just had fun. Well. I like to go through the we'd go through the Starbucks drive-through. Like I was a blast. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, that, was that was like a fun, tri- fun I need, trip. I kind of needed that lane. trip down memory lane, honestly. Okay, I have a driveway dump that I have some okay. really interesting topics I want to get to. And I'm going to be honest with you guys: this episode's nothing if not chaotic. Like 
my biggest advice is like if you're trying to get someone into the carpool don't send them don't to this is not the and if this is your first time listening just stop right here go back to the naptime kitchen one maybe that was a good one yeah stop here or anyone with chris on it is great our mother <clears throat> as well mm-hmm. okay you know what i've been binging on it's kind of like a two-parter do you know what i've been binging on youtube lately what architectural's digest celebrity house tours really i don't know what made it come across but yes, like I saw Vanessa Hudgens' home. I saw Travis okay. Barker's home. I saw Hillary Duff's home. Okay. It's a good thing to look up. If oh, you is, that, is that that's, all you have that's, to say? That, that's what I have to say. Oh, okay. But as I was on there, I want to talk about something that I feel like is hitting close to home for me. And I'd really like to get your take on this. Like, okay. this is kind of like a, it's kind of a big brain topic. And I wanted to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Celebrities versus influencers. Are celebrities yeah. on their way out? And are influencers on their way in? And like... I find it interesting how society treats them differently. Yes. Um, and I think society is honestly harder on influencers than they are on celebrities. I would I would agree. Also, celebrities have full teams dedicated to PR, keeping up appearances. Influencers are kind of doing it. Like, even the biggest influencer is kind of like free balling no, and, and doing like, it on their own. A lot more money in like security. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just think like people are always so quick to be like, which I don't think like we fall in this category because I don't think we're like, quote, like influence. I don't think we're the influencers we're talking no, about in I, this I, conversation. I, I, I don't think so either. But it's like that's they're so out of touch. It's like go watch Vanessa Hudgens Architecture Digest video mm. and then tell me what out of touch looks like. Mm. Like yeah. at least this girl's like, like she might be dropping more money at Target than you would, but at least she's going to Target. Like Vanessa Hudgens yeah. like, you know, I just like source this from like friends and i just like had them like destroy this old church because like i just like wanted like that like I, yeah. I'm, I'm being dramatic yeah, but like yeah, yeah. that it was like that is so out of touch yeah 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 and i think people are give celebrities more grace to being out of touch than they do influencers <laughs> however influencers also have to share way more of their life yeah. in order to be successful because that is how they make their money whereas like vanessa hudgens like makes money by acting by i'm sure she had like a music career at some point and that's still making her money like being surrounded by like smart people who are telling her what to do with her money and so it's like they don't have to do the this is everything about my life and this they don't have to do the upkeep that influencers influencers have to do because that's the nature of an influencer's job and i also just wonder like who truly has more influence and i don't want to talk about like who has the bigger audience because i think like like, if we talk about, like, what's a, who's a big influencer? Like, um, Danny Austin. Yeah. Okay, so, like, let's take Danny Austin versus Vanessa Hudgens. I would say more people in the world have heard of Vanessa Hudgens. For sure. 100%. But, like, number or, like, percentage-wise, they both do a Neutrogena campaign. Who sells more, percentage-wise? I would say probably Danny, Danny Austin. Austin. How many followers does Vanessa Hudgens have, just out of curiosity? Like, does out. she have three million? Does she have... I I have no idea. Okay, well, Danny Austin has like 1.3. Okay. Vanessa Hudgens has 48 million. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. But, but it's but it's it's also like the type of campaign though, because like Vanessa Hudgens is doing a campaign on her Instagram stories. No, no, no. no. She's That's appearing true. in the commercial for Neutrogena. But like, does that sell? I don't know. I'm just like, here's the thing. It's like, okay, maybe we don't believe Danny Austin's using Neutrogena. I'm sorry, do you guys believe Jennifer, Jennifer Anderson's using Avino? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I actually believe that Danny Austin might use Neutrogena sometimes. I don't believe it. 
that Jennifer Aniston is ever using a vino. Yeah. And I just think like that's interesting because like people aren't telling Jennifer Aniston she's like sold out oh, for a check or like. Out, yeah. But like I feel like they would tell that to an influencer. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm just like, who do people care? Like, I don't also really care what Vanessa Hudgens skincare routine is. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I I need to know what the skincare routine is that I can do every night that doesn't require me to then also get all of the cosmetic, the med spa and the cosmetic surgeries and everything else that like celebrities inevitably get because they have the money to get it. Yeah, as well. I just have found it interesting. Like, I feel like the hate that influencers have been getting lately. So, yeah, I think it boils. I think it boils down to a lot of things. But like my first gut instinct is that influencers, it's part of the job. They put themselves out there in a way that celebrities don't and don't have to. And therefore, that opens you up to more criticism. And like, no matter which way you swing influencing. I mean, Danny Austin makes her money off people buying her, buying things that she's recommending. Whereas Vanessa Hudgens got paid to act in a movie. Exactly. So I think that's where people feel like they have a little bit more ownership over like the content that an influencer might get to put mm-hmm. out because they feel like I think like influencer or I think influencer fans slash trolls feel like they have like more ownership over like their success. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't think. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's a certain level of like when you're an influencer, it's a attainable B you're humanized. I look at Vanessa Hudgens. I don't really give, I don't care what she's doing. Yeah. I do believe that she just like outsourced something from France because she could. And I'm just like, whatever you are, you are so out of touch that you are in La La Land. And like, I don't even want to be near that influencers. If they come out and they say something out of touch, I think you should know better because you're not living in LA in this LA bubble. Like you're coming off as a regular person. You're trying to sell things as a regular person and you're not. So, and maybe Vanessa Hudgens isn't, also trying to be relatable where some influencers yeah. are trying to be like how relatable it's like no girl well, that's not relatable yeah and it's like and it was like we talked about this before and it was plus if you use my discount code it's only a hundred and fifty dollars it's like that's still a ton of money yeah whereas so i don't know i think that there's a different responsibility no, i don't know either and i'm not trying to come across as like a hypocrite because like i'm also an influencer who like does do ads but i Correct. also see like i give I think that with the right influencer, like, I think if people knew the behind the scenes of like how many things influencers say, not all of them, but like they knew how many campaign offers we say no to. Mm-hmm. Like, and how many, like most of the ads we ever do, I would say 85 to 90% are us approaching the brand. Okay, what yeah. did you say? Yeah. It's like, we want to work with you. Right. I don't know. It's just interesting. And I just think justice for some influencers, not justice for all of them, justice for some. I want to know how much money that like gummy bear hair or whatever would pay like uh, uh, Courtney Kardashian to like be all over her like Instagram stories. And well, stuff. and I guess like they just and that's why I'd also like to know like the like what is a more successful campaign? Is yeah. it more successful to get 10 influencers to talk about Neutrogena or like like 10 of the biggest influencers or is it more successful to get Vanessa Hudgens to show up in one commercial? Right. I don't know. Which one would... I mean, I would probably buy one. I don't think I would even notice if Vanessa Hudgens was in a It would be... Commercial. I would be so numb to it. It's like seeing Jennifer Aniston and Avino. I'd be so numb to it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was kind of random. I just wanted to, like, talk about that. I don't know. Yeah. And, and also, let me ask you this. Like, who are you really... Like, if you think about... If you could have lunch mm-hmm. with one famous person, like, 
would it be an, in- I mean, like, do you really want to have lunch? Not even lunch. Let's say you have their phone number. Let's say you could like have a celebrity's phone number. Yeah. Like, do you really care? Or, like, would you rather have like your favorite influencer's phone number? You know, at f- f- I think what would be the smart move is to pick like my favorite, like, um, like fitness influencer or honestly as i'm getting to like motherhood like mommy influencer where i could like text them this is this is what's going on blah 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 blah. like can i pick your brain on this because they're like industry experts on things uh that would be more valuable is that what i would have is that what i would do i don't know i'm also not a big celebrity person no i'm not like celebrity i'm not i don't i'm not a big celebrity person at all i don't care so i don't care who they're dating or what they're doing no me neither so probably an probably an influencer. Yeah, I don't even know who I'd pick. But Me neither. Naptime Kitchen, but got her phone number. Yeah, I'm kind of living out my dream. Though, yeah, honestly. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to talk about: we need to stop saying "wait until" to mothers, to people. Yeah, I know you feel passionate about this. And yeah, I just, that's why I wrote it down for you. So I wanted you to have a, a moment to wait until is toxic, and we need to stop. Wait until is me saying, man, I'm pregnant. I am so tired. I am not getting as much sleep as I used to. It is tough and I am tired. Period. Wait until the baby comes. Wait until the baby comes. You think you're tired now? Just wait until the baby comes. Wait until this. Wait until you have another kid. Wait until this. Like uh, I can just because I can be tired when my baby comes does not mean I'm not tired now or that my tiredness is not justified. At the end of the day, I will be more tired when I have a baby. I'm still tired right now. No, and I always hate those people who like make like my pet peeve is like when I'm talking about like something that makes me sad and like, well, at least you didn't like this didn't happen to you or like, yeah, "Yeah, well, you know, when like and I've had people do it like in the most like crazy situations like, yeah, like my dog died. Well, you know, at least you had 10 years of them. Like my dog died when he was only five. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Yeah. I do not like the wait until people. I don't like it either. I think that we, uh, and, and I think it's easy. I think it's, I understand why people do it because when you are having a conversation with someone, it's it's natural to bring up your own shared experience. But I think instead of saying, wait until the baby comes, you can just be like, man, I, if you want to talk about you in that moment, because you want to share a related experience, say, man, I remember when I was 18 weeks pregnant too. I was so tired. Yeah, and validate so, the person. That's so much better. than I. That is so much better. I agree. Yeah. And I also think like if you want, you know, because parents love to like older parents, which I, I don't even think a lot of people are doing it to be malicious, but oh, you know, soak up this, their ages now, now mine are this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think instead it'd be like, oh, that is such a fun age. I really miss that. Yeah. And like you can say that without like trying to tell me that. Like also, I don't need to hear how like my life's how my kids aren't going to love each other when they're five and seven. Like I don't yeah. need that kind of negativity in my life. I'm trying to relish in the moment. Yeah, you're breathing down my back. Yeah. I always thought so. This is a sweet story. Um, my which I think is a good perspective on it too. So when my dad was a younger dad and he had probably four four out of his five kids running around and it was hectic and crazy and hard he was just kind of like complaining to my grandpa about it saying like you know girls are doing this this is happening this is tough works hard blah 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 blah. the kids are you know destroying the house blah 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 blah. and my grandpa just looked at him and said you want to trade yeah and it's it was all he had to say for my dad for it to like click on no like i do want to like sometimes less is more 
sometimes you can just like say something and then that person can reflect it and you don't have to still water runs deep Liz. still grandpa was it still water <laughs> grandpa is still water dad is russian river yeah, dad is yeah. You, dad. Are, you two are russian river but anyway yeah i think it's i don't think we need to be saying wait until anyway that was my dump thank you i really needed to get that off my chest i know that's why i wanted you to have that opportunity okay so we're gonna do a great eight kind of inspired by our last episode where we talked about what kelly's least favorite chore is versus what my least favorite chore is and we're gonna do the hate eight of household chores so the great eight or in this case hate eight is a game that we play where we pick a category pick eight things within that category and discuss them until we have a winner so when we do the hate eight though we are doing the worst of the worst so Mm -hmm. we're going to do of all the household chores which one do we hate doing the most and i think the cool thing about this one is everyone's is going to be a little bit different yeah and i'm like using chores like to my own to my own interpretation okay we did pull the carpool pod or the carpool instagram to get some ideas yep um and really see where everyone's at and i think like well i think i'll be like if if we get tied like i can i can see the vibes of what more people are mad about okay do you know what i mean yeah 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 okay um i'm gonna start okay i changing the sheets on my bed oh i hate changing the sheets on my bed and like if i have to change my is, duvet cover is the duvet cover included in that because i'm gonna that say is, i'm gonna say to make it like as like i think i think we need to do the worst of the worst mm-hmm. like the worst version of this chore like i'm talking like your dog pooped on the bed last night mm. or like something like or your kid pooped on the bed last night doesn't like, matter i mean i don't even I'm feel saying, like you have to say that honestly. i'm saying like you but like you had to change your you duvet ha- cover. obviously you have to change it, there comes a time regardless where you have to wash it off Okay, so this is changing your sheets and your duvet cover. Yeah, it's like, like uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say um, I hate doing laundry. Okay, but like we're saying like a lot of laundry. Oh yeah, and like I hate it's folding not, it. I hate it's not every- towels. It's not it's a not towel. Load. Towel. It's not a towel load. It's <clears throat> all of it. Okay, this is like specific, but I dread doing this. I hate paying bills okay like i hate when like i like logging on trying to figure like, out what your password is like logging like in the way that it will sit there for weeks uh-huh. i was like did you not pay this medical bill yet and i'm like ah! yeah. like i i never have the headspace to pay bills okay and some I and mean, we auto pay as much as we can but you know sometimes you just can't mm-hmm. like, i hate going through bills and paying them okay Ugh. um i feel like this one needs to be said dishes yeah you got you, you have ima- imagine this you have a <laughs> clean dishwasher and then a sink full of dishes yes. and yes. you have to do all of it yes i totally agree with that um okay let's people are kind of it's like a lot of the same a lot of cleaning toilets that doesn't i'm gonna put it on there because the carpoolers are saying okay that. you know what i think about cleaning toilets and i think i realized this in college I think cleaning toilets is a chore that is ex- expected to be uh, to clean a toilet because I offered to clean the bathroom in my house so I didn't have to do other chores. And I was like, guys, this is low key like the easiest chore to do. No, I let's talk about that when, okay, okay. when we go up. Yeah. OK, um, this one's specific. And this is like okay. such like a husband job. But like if I have to do it, like I'm pissed. Uh huh. Taking out the trash slash breaking down boxes. OK hate taking out the trash okay how many is that 
Um, that is one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, I'm going to say this is kind of specific if you have pets and dogs that shed, but like taking the lint roller or taking the cleaner or whatever it is, you have to like get all the dog hair off of your pillows, off of your bed, off of your couch, off of everything. Can we add also like having to pick up dog poop outside? Like, just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just pet care. Pet care. Okay. And we need one more. Um, okay. What do you want to do? I guess like the floors, like mopping. Yeah, we can do that. That one doesn't bother me so much. Oh, oh no, I got it. What? Um, getting rid of leftovers, cleaning out the Tupperware that's, of leftovers. I think that's dishes. Oh really? That's like a whole other. <laughs> like I freaking wait for that. Hi, <laughs> the amount of Tupperware I've thrown away. I'm so um, sorry. Let's say like cleaning the floors. Okay. Someone said dusting. I'm like, babe, that's... Come on. <laughs> that can't be that hard. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Here are eight. Hey, eight. Changing the sheets, dishes, paying bills, laundry, cleaning toilets. Oh, okay. Add to clean toilets, like cleaning the shower and cleaning the bathtub. Yeah, that's a good one. The drains and stuff. Ugh. All that. Because that makes it a lot worse. Taking out the trash, cleaning up dogs after dogs, cleaning the floors. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's do clean the floors versus clean up after dogs. For sure, clean up after dogs. Is worse. Floors don't bother me. No, and floors is... The thing with floors is the floors, you can immediately see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you sweep, you're, swa- you're, you're swapped. You're swapped. You vacuum, <laughs> you're vacuum. You, you're vacuum. <laughs> you mop. You mop. You're mop. You're mopped. You swift. Yeah. You, like, there, and there's so many... There's so much groundbreaking technology around doing the floors these days yes. where it's like if you're not happy with your floor routine, I suggest you look at the I suggest you look at the tools. Yeah. Like go get like a like Well, here's one thing I think we can all agree on. The classic Swiffer is absolute trash garbage and I don't know why it's still a thing. It is we've been gaslighted into thinking we need that. There's I been totally one agree. too many celebrities pushing that. You can't trust I agree. them. Um Yeah, clean up after your dogs is definitely worse. Definitely worse. Okay. So that stays. This is what I always get confused with this. Okay. Taking out the trash versus paying bills. It's like two like. So taking out the trash to me is I take it out of the kitchen and then I go walk it into the garage and I put it in the trash can. That yeah, is not I'm that referring complicated. To. No, but it's also like like when you get an Amazon box, what do you do with it? Well, see, I live in a new construction neighborhood where there's those giant dumpsters everywhere. So I throw them in the dumpsters. That's so good. Well, here's what I do. I or I put in the recycling. I throw I kick them into the garage and then the next morning they're gone. It's like I have a tooth fairy because your husband takes them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't know what to do if I had if I had to break down a box. I just like hate taking out the trash and like it's so heavy. And then I always forget the bag. Yeah, it does not bother. What What's the other one we're debating? Pain bills. Yeah. Um, pain bills is worse. Okay. I agree. But I don't... Because that's twofold. Because that you have to remember your password. And then also you have to lose $300 for something that you well, didn't want to lose $300 what, for. <laughs> I could specify it's paying medical bills too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I need to do this. Okay. Laundry versus cleaning the toilet slash shower. Ugh. Um, to me, again, I like doing laundry. Okay. So to me, it's, including the toilets is 
I agree with you. It's not a big deal. And like, especially once you're a, like, you, maybe that's like the grossest thing you can do before you're a mother. Once um, you're a mother, it's like, oh, I changed 15 diapers today. Like, yeah, give me a toilet bowl. Yeah. I'm not scared. Um, I don't, the toilet bowl is not that big of a deal. What is worse is like putting the scrubbing bubbles all over the shower, getting into no. the crevices of the yes, shower. Like, that's, that is worse. Um, laundry, you have to do more often. So like, clean the shower i could probably clean my shower more often but that is also like the hair out of the drain that is like all of the things so i would say that one i put off for as long as possible I because i dislike it that much more and there's parts of quote-unquote laundry that aren't that bad no, it's like i don't like folding and putting away no but at the end of the day like then be but lazy feel, and just have clean clothes if yeah. you just if you're just after clean clothes okay live out of your laundry clean clothes laundry basket i've done yeah. that we've all had those weeks yeah but like i agree the bathroom and like it just like never looks as good i just i i hate and then here's what else here's what else sucks here's why else bathroom for sure wins as mm-hmm. the worst one because laundry you feel good after no you do three loads of laundry no one's instantly giving you three more loads of laundry you clean the bathroom best believe your husband's going in there to shave over the sink yeah the second after you clean the bathroom yeah. okay yeah bathroom moves forward 100 percent Okay, and then on the last of this round, we have changing the sheets and duvet cover versus dishes. <sighs> duvet cover, 100%. <laughs> totally. 100%. I hate changing my sheets. And then here's what sucks about changing your sheets. Then you have to wash your sheets. Then you have to fold your sheets. Then you have to fold a fitted sheet. And I, every time I say, you know what, Elizabeth, today is going to be the day that you wa- you figure out how to fold a sheet. And I always start, I always start with such high hopes, always end up rolling it and throwing it in the linen closet. And also, hey, like... Bowling Branch, Brooklinen, Target. Let's come up with some new freaking technology. Where is the technology? We can put a man on the moon and we still can't easily fold fitted sheets. What is that all about? Crazy. I don't know. Like they're all coming out with like these like new high tech beds and bedding. And like, I don't care how many thread count it has. Let's make it easy to fold. Yeah. Um, And then just putting a duvet cover on, you know, whether it's like, for some Sucks. reason, I always tell myself I'm not going to do this. And then I always get the duvet cover that has the freaking buttons instead of a zipper. And I just have so many regrets in life. I will always like if mom ever wants to come over to help me, which I know this is a huge privilege to have a mom who comes over and helps you. But like the way I like jump scare her into making her do the duvet cover. Like mm-hmm. I'll even take it up. Like, hey, mom, before you leave, can you just put my duvet cover back in? <laughs> like I will. So that's the hack. So that's the hack. Like I'll take it off. I'll wash it on the day I know she's coming over. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no one makes a bed like mom makes a bed. No. And I just like, I also am like, gosh, why well, I just like not be able to do that for my kids. Do you ever think I about that? I cannot make a bed like mom can make a no. bed. I will, if like truly I will have to have Maddie do it for our children when they like want to get into like a nice, made, nicely made bed because I can't do it and mom's just like always been so good at that i know so and I've she's also the kind of girl like but like mom's like the kind of girl to like she'll iron her sheets like she's that girl yeah she loves to get into like a super nicely made bed and she and now i do too as a result but i can't make it that nice no and she like didn't like make our beds growing up but like sometimes like if she comes over to like help me like she'll make my bed and it's like such a service it's so nice okay our final four is pain bills cleaning the shower cleaning up dogs and dog poop and changing the sheets Ugh. Okay. it's like a horrible sunday i know okay pain bills versus cleaning up after dogs um here's the thing is once you sit down you get your laptop out you get the bills in front of you you move through the motions it's not bad no it's 
Elizabeth, because hundred percent. Odds are you already have a credit card saved on whatever it is you're trying to pay, and you just get it done. And I think you feel better afterwards. Like then, like when you can take something and rip it and take it off of your counter that you've been looking at for weeks, Mm -hmm. it is satisfying. Yeah. Again, with dogs, okay. As soon as they jump on the couch, there's more stuff. There's more stuff. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So sorry if you don't have a dog. Sorry, but you can have your own version of this. Yeah. Okay, ch- uh, cleaning the toilet slash shower versus changing the sheets and duvet cover. Um, I mean, I'd still rather clean the shower. Uh, I really should clean my shower more often than I do. And I think that I just don't do it that I often. should change my sheets more than I do. How often do you change yeah. the sheets? Honestly, don't lie. I will be 100% honest if you will be too. Uh, Once a month, probably. <laughs> Same. Maybe yeah. like, maybe every th- three in and da- a half weeks. In Dallas, it was different because I had truly queen size bed versus a king size bed is also a different story. Well, you know what? Maddie would work night. Sh- when Maddie was uh, working night shift, it was really hard to change the sheets because like I would get out of bed. He would get into bed. He would get out of bed. I would get into bed. So there was like never a great yeah. time. Um, in Dallas, I, I, in Dallas I did every two weeks, but. Just tackling a king size bed versus a queen size bed is truly such a different monkey. So, are we saying we'd rather do? Wait, what's worse, changing the sheets? I. Uh, it's really, it's really not that bad, but it's just something. Okay, that but I like, let dread. me say this. Let me say this to you. Like, it's the end. Like you're exhausted. Yeah. You have. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna set my timer for 20 minutes. Which one are you doing? Well, I am, and let's say no. Let's let's say you let's say you, like you have a clean set ready to go. No, I'm changing the sheets because um, I would rather get in a clean bed than a clean shower. Okay, so you want? So say, I don't know what that says about it. You'd rather get in a clean bed, so you think that clean the shower is worse? Probably. I think you're right. It's mm. the same thing as paying bills. Once you get going, you get your mojo. You're like, okay, let's just commit. We're good. Um, yeah, and it's not the thing with the bathroom is I'm not talking about tidying. I'm talking about go get a bucket, get a bucket, fill eight. it up, yeah, yeah get yeah. a sponge, like do the thing. Okay, the hate eight of chores: clean the toilet slash shower, cleaning up the dogs and poop. Well, I did not think we would end no, up. No, me neither. I thought we'd get dishes. I thought it'd be dishes and laundry. Um, I'm gonna give it to shower. I just hate the shower. Yeah, hate the I do too. I do too. I hate the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not the toilet. It's the sinks. It's the it's the toothpaste stains that you're getting out. It's the bathtub and the awkward angles you're trying to get in like your shower door. And maybe like, you know, this can be a group project. Like maybe like the Swiffers, like maybe I'm missing the latest and greatest in technology. Yeah, could be. And if I am, like I just don't know a good way to clean the bathroom. Like maybe that's just it. Yeah, could be as well. Okay. Well, didn't think we'd end up there. No. But and honestly they all suck. So yeah. I think that that's also important. That that's the thing with the hate eight. They also nothing's good. We don't yeah. prefer any of it. Okay, Elizabeth, are you ready for industry news? So ready. I'm gonna be honest. I got a little lazy this week, and instead of like <laughs> me searching the web trying to like dissect the latest and greatest in automotive gossip, I brought on like kind of like a big automotive gossiper himself, uh-huh. and that would be Zach from Car Edge. Zach, hello. 
Automotive gossiper. I like it. <laughs> well, Add that to your Instagram yeah. bio. <laughs> Some would say expert, but Zach is an expert in ways that we're an expert or we're just like, like Zach and I, we've kind of like formed a friendship over the past, what has been like almost a year and a half or whatever. And we're always just like, did you see this hot gas? <laughs> like we are always <laughs> sending back and forth. How funny was that uh, Carvana Super Bowl one that I sent you? Oh, How they lost like man, 96%. All the crazy yeah, yeah hey but be- before we get going i just want to thank you both i really adore and admire the car mom and all the work that both of you guys do the brand you're building the people you help so thank you for letting me be a part of it for for the mm. carpool i really appreciate it oh my gosh zach we are so honored to have you zach why thank don't you me. tell everyone a little bit about your accolades because like you just don't get the term automotive gossiper for nothing yeah. <laughs> so why don't you go everyone tell everyone what you do a little bit about car edge you know get yourself some credibility some riz thank as you. the kids thank you. as yes. the gen z's would say mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not going to riff off of Riz because I don't quite know what it means. But yes, um, <laughs> no, I do Edge. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and I'm 27. I feel like I should know. So um, I started Car Edge with my dad about three years ago. Um, and all we do over at Car Edge is we help people try and save money when they buy a car, when they insure a car, finance a car, sell a car, all that fun stuff. So, you know, the whole idea with Car Edge is like, just help people spend less and feel more confident when they're buying cars. And, you know, Kelly and Liz, we do a lot of research. Like, we're very analytical. We like digging into the data. So, you know, what cars are more negotiable, less negotiable? Which cars have a better cost of ownership than others? What's the likelihood of a major repair? So, like, we've got a small team, about 20 of us. And, you know, CarEdge.com, you can check it all out. But just the whole MO is help people. My dad spent 40 years selling cars, so he's kind of like the actual expert. And over the past couple of years, I've learned a lot from him. And, yeah, we just try and help. Well, and they say, because this is kind of a hot debate, they say apparently it's 10,000 hours until you become an expert. Okay. So I don't know if I'm there yet, honestly. How many is 10,000 hours? I thought it was only 1,000. I don't know. Anyway, either way, let's say we're both experts because I just think you can also give yourself that title. I agree. But I think one thing we do like about Zach's content is it is like since your dad has, I was like, we have that in common. Like our dads are slash we're in the car business. Um, It's nice to like know like have an insider scoop of like, yes, there's room for the dealers to improve, but there's also a lot of misconceptions. So I think you guys do a good job of bridging the gap, kind of like we try to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's a couple of like stories that I'm just like dying to get Zach's take on. And the first is, I don't know if you've heard Elizabeth, but Tesla has dropped their prices by, up t- or dropped mm. their prices by up to like 20%, which there's, I think... I guess, I mean, for what I'm reading, Zach, and like, if you know more about the topic, please, but it sounds like they're doing it because they're like kind mm. of quaking because they're like, oh, the Ford Mach-E, she's kind of stunning. The Hyundai Ionic 5, oh yeah, she's looking cute. Oh wow. Like the BMW i4, like, oh, maybe these people do know how to make electric mm-hmm. cars and they're kind of starting to quake in their boots yeah. a little bit. There's there's definitely a little bit of pressure from some of the competitors. You know, the, the share that Tesla had of new vehicles, new electric vehicles sold last quarter, Q4 of 2022, was 65%. It used to be of electric vehicles sold, it was like 80, 85%. Wow. However, I think the primary driver, Kelly and Liz, was those um, tax incentives, different thresholds uh, that the price of the vehicle could be. So mm-hmm. interestingly, the Tesla Model Y, so let's I'll put you guys on the spot really quick. Liz, Tesla Model Y, sedan or SUV, what do you think? Oh, God. You know um, we just did a blog post about it. Okay, so it's an SUV. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Louise. I know, but it doesn't look like it. But <laughs> certain certain trim levels, Liz, are actually sedan. What? That's See, the complexity Cal? of... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's both. It's both. Oh, and, and we this love is a loophole. Across, 
I love a question that I couldn't have gotten wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a terrible guest. I'm so sorry. But, but the reason I bring it up is because Tesla dropped uh, most of the Model E, Model 3, man, if Tesla heard me say Model E, that's all Ford stuff. Uh, most of the Model 3 prices, excuse me, the Model Y price is below $55,000, which means it now qualifies for the tax incentive. So it's like, yes, competition. Yeah, government incentives are influencing them. And also, I think it's like, they just want to be top of mind and... I mean, it's kind of crazy, guys. They dropped some of the prices $13,000. Like, that's a lot of profit. Well, and some people are pissed. They still make money. Like, imagine if you just bought one. Yeah. But what I want to know is it's like, I think it sounds, because we don't hear about manufacturers dropping prices a lot, but isn't it also kind of because Tesla's, like, the price is the price. Like, you add to cart, you check out online, whereas, like, all the other manufacturers come out with, like, different rebates and specials. And, like, it's a little bit more of a gray area of what, like, because, I mean, there's a world where, like, you can buy... A Ford F one fifty for thirteen thousand dollars less than someone bought it six months ago, but it's not a price drop; it's a rebate. And Tesla just doesn't do that. Definitely, no. I mean, like Ram's a great example of this. But we recently did the research. We took the twenty five most popular vehicles that were sold last year, so the twenty five that sold the most, and we compared their entry level MSRP twenty twenty two to their entry level MSRP twenty twenty three, and their mid level MSRP twenty twenty two to their mid level MSRP. 2023. And you start to see some really interesting things like Ram 1500s right now are super negotiable. Like you can get 15, 20% off MSRP on a Ram 1500. But guys, did you know that Ram 1500 MSRPs on the mid-level trim went up 16% year over year? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just like gimmicks. It's games. Like Some would Tesla's say just it's coming out here six in one like, hand. We're just going to drop the price. <laughs> Some would say it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, Elizabeth. Yeah. That sounds like it. A running joke here is that Elizabeth doesn't know any of the popular idioms. She obviously didn't spend enough time in the car dealership growing <laughs> up like I did. Um, so, yeah, that is interesting. So what, Zach, where, what is like your take on the current market, especially for those of us car shopping? What would be the advice that you'd give anyone going to the car dealership right now? Cash is king. So if you're a cash buyer... 2023 is a good year for you. Part of the reason to that is obviously just interest rates are super high. Um, and we are seeing, and I don't know if guys, if you've, if you've seen this, but you know, prices are coming down. However, average transaction prices for new cars keep going up because the MSRPs the keep MSRPs going up. The average right. transaction price in December was $49,500 for a new car. Yikes. Big like, yikes. That's scary. And then if you're financing that for 84 months at a 7% interest, like it's just... So, so 2023 cash is king, you know, maybe you're looking at used cars that are coming down in value a little bit because they're, you know, they're coming back to earth. If, if you saw the headlines last year about used car values going crazy, but new cars, it's still really hard to find anything affordable. Like the, again, the stuff that's out there for new cars, it's just like automakers. We, we called out Honda recently. They completely dropped their entry level trim option for the CRV and the uh, Civic. Toyota has stopped producing LE trims. Like you just, we searched on our own car search. It's got 3 million listings on it. We could find one Camry LE for sale nationwide. And I don't even know if it's real. So it's like yeah, harder and harder to that find is affordable so, new That options. is mm-hmm. such juicy gossip. Mm-hmm. And it's so like frustrating because I think like, you know, everyone wants to, especially as like someone who like reviews cars and like tries to help families, like everyone's like, it, it's so difficult to compare the prices of some of these like mass market vehicles because they're all over the place with trim level and you, it's what you can find and what's actually available. Yeah. So like they always like to have like a clickbaity, clickbaity starting price. And to your point, they're like, well, they're not even making them though. So like we're not even, and then I think people, you know, get to the dealership, think they decide on a Kia Telluride and just get 
total and utter sticker shock when they see what a payment looks like or, or a lease pay, what a lease payment looks like. I mean, I've seen like lease payments on non-luxury cars hit over a thousand dollars, which is like, what it's is scary? Like, what are these families? What are people supposed to do? What do you think? I mean, how can the manufacturers like what? Like, I mean, are, they're not going to slash their prices. So are we just going to like hold our breath till we get some better rebates and incentives? Or are they going to come out with some lease specials? Or are we just all going to stop start shopping used? Well, you know, we we've been talking about this a decent amount. We think that the incentives are going to come back and we actually saw. So there's a really interesting metric. It's the idea of uh, the percentage of the vehicle's average transaction price. What percentage of that was incentive? And so pre pandemic, about 10 percent of a new car price was incentive. So if you bought a fifty thousand dollar car on average, manufacturers are spending five thousand dollars to incentivize you. That got down at the at the, um, you know, the peak of the supply shortage, for lack of a better term. It was about two percent. So manufacturers were spending 2%, so $500 or $1,000, whatever, whatever the math works out to be. Now, in December, we saw that, that you know, jump back up to 2.7%. So still not quite that high, but you know, trending in the right direction. And we're thinking that the manufacturers eventually are just going to have to bring back incentives. And quite frankly, you see like Ram, for example, or Buick has a ton of inventory right now. So certain brands have a lot of inventory, and they are offering significant incentives. We've got a lot of friends here in the... the I'm in Washington, D.C., so in the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Um, we were talking to them recently, folks that work in dealerships and, you know, BMW dealers selling BMWs at invoice. Like, that's regionalized. That's not everywhere. Yeah. But it's happening again because they just need to start moving inventory. Um, and honestly, Kelly and Liz, I hope someone brings back affordable cars. Like, it, it truly... Yeah. As a 27-year-old who has not attained the wealth he wants in his life, I couldn't fathom buying a new car right now. Yeah. I want... A twenty-five thousand dollar price point, and it doesn't exist. Well, and I feel like a lot of my audience sometimes feels like it's such like an attack on fam, like large families too, because we are literally left with no. I mean, it's it's not a matter of it's like oh, I wanted heated seats. It's like a three a three row SUV mm-hmm. for a three hundred dollar payment is n- non-existent. I mean, they're just everything is just so 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 expensive, and I mean, it's what's so scary. I think about buying a car because everyone always likes to compare like buying a car to buying a house and I always talk about like the importance yeah. of like forecasting your family's growth and everyone's like yeah it's just like when you buy a house like buy more than you need and I'm like well see the difference is houses are supposed to appreciate in value mm. and cars yeah. never do mm-hmm. so like I don't like to give the advice to families like just buy that expensive car right now because like you're not going to be in a you're not going to be in a better situation four years into your loan so it's mm. just like really gosh we're kind of being depressing do we have any good news no, on the horizon? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. EV prices so went I, down. EV a, prices went down. That's good. Good. That's and so good. It, it really you know, sounds month like month they went down. we should just normalize like Ram 1500s as the next mom car. Like, is that just where we're at? Like, do we just, do we just need to have a mom movement and everyone needs to go buy a Ram 1500 so you can get a good deal? Gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) Okay, let's pivot. Last thing I want to get Zach's take on is I want to hear all things Carvana. My arch nemesis. Not really. Your arch nemesis. They don't know about it. They don't know you. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Liz, Liz, they've slid into my DMs before. Mm. And they're like, do you want to work together? And you said. I think I ghosted them. I don't think I even responded. Left them on red. But also, like, if you really. Add a zero. Whatever your rate is, just add a zero at the end for Carvana. And that's a totally fair trade. Two zeros. <laughs> no, I. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like what if I would have though? Which like I never would have, but it's like, yeah, that's where it's like, there's some like 
campaigns that I think influencers do so irresponsibly. Like, again, it's one thing if like, and I've always said this, like, it's one thing if you're influencing a $40 sweater, but like for an influencer to like go on and be like, here's how I'm buying a car. Mm-hmm. Who knows nothing about it yeah. like that? Like, don't put that much faith into your influencers because they did do it for a check. Yeah. And you would too. You would do it too for you a check. You would do it too for a you, check. You won't do it for a no, check. No, I won't do it for a check, but some people will. So yeah. let's hear, I mean, you've like really been kind of like the hard-hitting reporter, at least in my in my world, on like what's happened. So to summarize, they suck. Like they're, it's not going well. They can't get people with their title or work. They're losing their paper. They're losing their dealer's license in multiple states. Can they come back from it? That's what I want to know. Yeah, so I appreciate I appreciate you asking me the question. I want to just preface this with I wish no harm on any company, any dealer, anything like that. Um, D- if there was ditto. a company that deserves some shade, um, it's definitely Carvana because they've done so many things that just break the rules. Like legitimately, their general counsel in the state of Illinois is facing charges from the state of Illinois because they've broken so many laws, like real rules. So as consumers, what do we need to know? If you're going to buy a car from Carvana, please know that during that seven-day return period, get the thing inspected. Absolutely, unequivocally, get the thing inspected. And something I learned, and I know both you ladies aren't on TikTok, but I figured out how to how to make videos without me dancing, and it works okay. I saw a TikTok <laughs> recently, a woman who bought a car from Carvana, okay, and immediately ran into issues, had uh, mismatched tires on it, uh, check engine light came on. And the issue was, when she went to go return it to Carvana, she had actually got it shipped to her. So they would return it, but she still had to pay for the $250 shipping. And it was a total, it was a clunker. Like they should have never mm-hmm. sold her the car. And so if you're gonna buy a car from Carvana, just like know those ins and outs and knows, know kind of the ways that you can hedge, right? You have that week to go get the inspection, but also <clears throat> if you got it shipped to you, you're not gonna get that money back. Their prices are still way too high. We have started to see the fire sale happen at Carvana because they are literally running out of money. Here's some tea for you, Kelly and you, Liz. (laughs) Carvana has started selling their dealerships, selling the vending machines, and then leasing them back. The only reason you do that is because you need cash. So they have all this money tied up into the into the infrastructure. They are selling it to to hold companies, holding companies, and then leasing it back on twenty year leases so that they can make monthly rent payments instead wow. of having millions of dollars. Which like who, that's how desperate they are for cash. Who asked for the vending machine thing? Like that's like to me, I'm almost like, do you guys think I'm that stupid that I can be like oohed and awed by a car vending machine? Yeah. Like that just seems like let's bait. open a dealership. Come like, on, the three right, like, of us, we could like, we could use the vending machines. No one, like no one asked for it to be a vending machine, mm-hmm. and like I can't imagine that's like a more cost-effective way to house inventory. You know what I mean? Just wait, they'll be parking. Just like knowing all this, and then you see like the commercials that are like so wholesome, like and so obviously pro Carvana and like anti, like going into a dealership. It just like gives me the ick. When you see like, oh, here's your car, it's rolling off the truck, and it's like a perfectly beautiful used car, and then like you hear that story about that girl on TikTok, and it's like a clunker that's rolling off of yeah. the truck. It's just cringe, and it gives me the ick. Gives me and the Liz, ick. if I can like build off that, it's not just TikTok. Like the Texas State Attorney General, the Attorney's General, excuse me, has a lawsuit against Vroom right now, and if you read through that lawsuit, it's like... Vroom was uh, uh, delivering cars to customers uh, late at night when it was dark, and then customers the next day realized that there was all sorts of undisclosed damage. It's like, mm. what? It's terrible. I, I listen, I, you know, I, I listen to the carpool. I know how you guys have talked at times about you know manufacturers selling directly to consumer and the pros and cons there. The pros and cons of buying a car sight unseen online, not at a real dealership, is, I'm going to say it, it's stupid. I don't think it works. I don't think, yeah, I, again, 
no shade on any company, but if there was a, a company to have some shade, they've laid, they had to lay off so many people. Like it's it's a terrible situation, and I just sell your car to those folks. Definitely, I did that. I made made some money on a Volvo one time, but like but it's just of that, I'm yeah, not a huge it's fan. right. And I uh, like you said, like I think it's just the whole experience of like I still think it's like okay to have to go see the car in person and i always yeah. have, like when i give like used car shopping advice i'm like also you need to go on a clear sunny day like don't go buy a used car in the rain yeah like go on a clear sunny day make sure you're looking at the car i agree i can't imagine like adding to cart like i'm just i i don't think i'll ever I mean, be it there would be a different story if it was a, even a new car it's the fact that they're used cars right. that it's sketch that there's just so much that could go wrong mm -hmm. um so can they come back or is it just done you know it'll be interesting and I'm really curious how you guys think about it as well. They've spent billions with a B building this name brand. So I think the brand exists. Like, I think Carvana's around a decade from now. I definitely think there's a different team running it. I would be surprised if it's owned by CarMax or AutoNation or something like that. But I, I could definitely see it being like a brand, but not the brand that we've all come mm -hmm. to know. And I was going to say love, but that isn't quite the right word either. Yeah. We just found out. So we have a Kia dealership here in St. Louis. And yeah. on the right side, there's a CarMax. And on the left side, there was like this big furniture store. And we just found out that it's getting bought by AutoNation, which I was like, dad, are you nervous? He's like, no, absolutely not. Brings more business, which like he's so, <laughs> which he's so right. Because if you yeah. ever like know anything about where dealerships are in cities, they're all right next to each other for a reason. Like there's a benefit of having a lot of people go car shopping right next to each yeah. other mm -hmm. so it's just like interesting to hear because at first you're like oh my gosh between yeah. a car max and a car and an auto nation like how are we going to make it <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like no it's actually probably going to be pretty good for business like gets more people on our lot yeah yeah so yeah. true yeah. man that's crazy do you have anything else you want to ask zach zach what car do you have or do you just bike to work no i'm i it's super ironic um i just have a bike i sold my car <laughs> And 20, yeah, I know, right? Um, I hey, we, my don't car own car, we don't own cars either, really, so we are just all kind of I know, you guys, you guys are on the demo side. I, I'm jealous. Um, but I do drive my girlfriend, Laura, who is fantastic. I drive her 2012 Subaru Forester. So I love when people, like, I'm very transparent about the business we built. We have a YouTube channel, and I actually just posted on Twitter the other day. We passed $600,000 in ad revenue on YouTube, which is insane. Like, if that you guys had insane. told me when I quit my job. <clears throat> Yeah, if you told me when I quit my job three years ago, I could have done that with my dad. I would be like, what? But anyway, I like posted that and people were like, you made all this money from YouTube. I'm like, I don't have a car payment because I don't want to spend the money on it. And I drive my girlfriend's 2012 Subaru Forester. So, Zach, isn't no, it crazy I, to uh, compare the, how much YouTube pays you for reviews versus TikTok or Instagram? Oh, my goodness. We should have a conversation one day about that. Because <laughs> Instagram? I know you do at the end of the year the reels. You do the reels bonuses and you donate them. And like that feels like it's maybe the one time you make money on Instagram. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, no. The first time I did the reels bonus, I did donate it. And it was like the first one I got. It, and I did yeah. like almost $7,000 in a month. And then it's been like, I yeah. can't even break 300 And I get Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I'm going to break 700 But it's because I had two reels get a couple million. Like mm -hmm. it's whereas. So inconsistent. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, it's like super consistent and it's so much more pervy it's just crazy yeah. to see like where they put the different cr creators on their views it's just interesting oh yeah doesn't and if i could wave my correlate. magic wand we would have no ads on our videos because like i'd much rather have people like go back to our website and like 
you know, help us make money that way. But it is kind of ironic when we make videos about the Carvana news and then right before it is a Carvana ad. And I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, you guys no. are just, you do <gasps> yeah. you, man. You we've, do you. <laughs> we've had that happen on like a, when I, like my Lexus LX 570 tour, which is like one of the meanest, I was yeah. so sassy on that tour. I was in a mood that day. Yeah, you were. Um, <laughs> it's always like a Lexus ad before you're like, eh, okay, we're going to have, so Zach, we know you're not yeah. a mom. But you seem like a busy guy who might want to ditch the drive. And you don't have a car. So you seem like a busy guy who might need to ditch the drive through. What is your easy go-to favorite meal to make? All right. So I'm making this tonight because my family's coming over. And I'm going to start it right when I get home from work. You just take chicken stock, celery, carrots, onion. All right. Put it all in, in your pan or in your, uh, in your pot. Get it up to a nice little simmer, drop some chicken in there, then grab your matzo meal, because I was raised on matzo balls. Grab your matzo meal, scoop yourself some matzo balls, plop them in there. You want to be a little fancy, get some noodles in there too. Mm-hmm. You just made yourself a nice, you just let it simmer. Let it simmer for like six hours. The whole house starts to smell good. Is yeah. that matzo ball soup? And if you have a cold soup? or anything like that, it's matzo ball soup. And if you have a I've cold, never had it'll a... go away immediately after. Really? You really? Have matzo ball soup? No, really? no. Never. So what talk to us. Oh, no. So talk guys. to us. So what is my, so what, so, okay. I got the first part. You're making chicken soup, chicken noodle soup. You're making chicken soup. And then what is the thing that you're dropping in there? Okay. So like matzo balls. Wow. I, we need to spend some time together. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we, have you ever had um, it? No. <laughs> Never had it. Oh my gosh. Matzo balls are, I hope some of your listeners have had matzo ball soup because they'll appreciate what I'm about to say. Matzo balls are like little, they're like little dumplings almost, but mm. there's no filling inside of them, and they're made of matzo meal. And so if you've ever seen matzo, it's like the weird cracker stuff. Forgive me if I offended anyone by calling matzo weird, but it's very <laughs> weird. So it's like weird cracker stuff, and then it gets all mushy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. A good matzo ball, Kelly and Liz, it's like kind of still hard in the middle a little bit. It's like an al dente noodle, but mm-hmm. dumpling, but but it's good, guys. It's good. Just just hear me out here. It's I trust good. you. No, I trust sure. you too, but I don't get it. So you're, I'm going to get matzo meal, and I'm just going to dump it in there. And it's going to make gonna, balls? No, I mean, it's more fun than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it? No. The matzo meal is not this, like, asexual thing that, like, reproduces <laughs> and, like, creates balls. No. Um, <laughs> you scoop it in the balls. Like, you make, okay. you take the matzo meal, you mix it okay, with some okay. eggs, some water, and okay. then, like, you, like, morph it. Follow it the probably like, has directions on the box. directions on the box. Okay. And then dump it in. Thank you. And oh, then you also, and also will add noodles? Cake, ba- cake bites tonight. I mean, sometimes if I'm, like... Like, I biked to work today, and it was kind of windy, so I'm going to need to be carbo-loading tonight for sitting around on the couch on Saturday. So, so I, like, yeah, it's, I'm it's a some, yeah. double carb, because the matzo's carb, but it's low carb? Is it matzo's not- carb, noodles carb, okay. and then water is protein. This is not Sounds a, healthy. a food science show, right? No, <laughs> but de- definitely not. Okay, we'll have to try that. Um, I have a question about you biking to work. How long is your commute? Well, today... It was very difficult because it's very windy here. So it was like 35 <laughs> minutes, but it usually is about 20 or 25 minutes. But wow. it was, ladies, let me tell you, let me tell you, I was, I was in a lot of pain going up one of those hills. So, uh, but no, it's nice. It's like my peaceful time, you know, like you work all day, but then you have these like two, it's like the bookends of the day. You get to like relax. And, Just like knowing and like, you know, Zach and nothing. how wholesome and sweet he is. I think it's the cutest thing ever that he bikes to work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so sweet. Please. Please tell that to the drivers in the Washington, D.C. area that honk at me when I'm in the road because oh. they, they just don't know how wholesome and sweet I'm Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to go as fast as I can, folks. Oh. Well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on on a very chaotic 
industry news segment. <laughs> it was a little all over the place, but just kind of felt like I just need to catch up on some of that hot goss. I think the biggest takeaway for me is that like they're like I didn't realize that some of the manufacturers just like dropped their lowest trim and like didn't tell anyone. It's tea. I always think it's nice for us to, as a collective to just end a gossip session with a, and who are we to judge? <laughs> you know, it just kind of wraps it up, makes you feel a little bit better about. No, not judging. Like us judging? Never. Never. <laughs> we would never. Wait, can I leave you guys? Can I leave you guys with one thought? Please. Yeah. All right. So, Liz, I was really hopeful that you were going to be right about your double stuffed Oreo hypothesis because I too think that they have skimped on filling but obviously you did your science episode and we all know that they didn't but look at automakers stay with me here guys look at automakers and we had the chip shortage and then we had a spike in recalls last year and i thought there was going to be an oreo double stuff to ford recall mania connection that we could make about supply chain issues and so i am still team conspiracy theory i am team Mm -hmm. liz on this hashtag team liz thank you hashtag not double stuff stuffed and the 1F thing is very strange to me. So I just needed to get all of that off my chest before, well, we, Zach, before we sign off. A development that we've had some people bring up is we just we weighed the whole cookie. What we don't know is maybe the cookie just got bigger. Maybe they increased the weight of the cookie, the cookie. and lessened the stuff. So that way, because they knew that someone would put it to a test and call them out. So they're trying to cover their bases. Because, so that's kind of where, so it's not. It's not over. It's is all we have to say. Not over. <laughs> And so myth yeah. unbusted. Correct. Yeah, I mean if I could put a recall on double stuff, I would put a recall. Yeah. That is it's not it's not and the I same. <laughs> demand our money back. Mm. Um Is that our episode? And that's our episode. So thank okay. you so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on IG, leave us a review and five stars, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.